Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about neuroscience that helps you lose weight. Let's keep it simple. I wanna cover a neuroscientific concept that I think is gonna help you a real lot. A lot of my clients, it's helped them. And so what we're gonna talk about is kind of a big general structure of your mind. So you have a prefrontal cortex and let's just call the rest of your brain your subconscious mind. Your prefrontal cortex is the newest part of your brain evolutionarily. And this is the part of your brain that we that is in control of executive functioning. So it's good for planning, strategic thinking, willpower. This is the part of your brain that tries to focus you and, and take control of your behaviors. Um, and the rest of our mind we'll just call our subconscious mind, just to keep it simple. So as a hypnotist, for 30 years, I've been focusing on the subconscious mind because what most people try to do is to use their prefrontal cortex, their willpower, their focus, their planning and motivation to change their behaviors. But a lot of times this does not work well because our brain is built to conserve energy. It's one of the organizing principles of our brain is that it's built to conserve as much energy as possible. So anytime our brain is able to offload behaviors to autopilot, it does that. And so we're really built to be on autopilot. And so when you look at your weight, it's really the result, a consequence, a reflection of how you habitually think, feel, and behave. And so when you try and lose weight, you try and use your conscious prefrontal cortex to override and fight against that subconscious programming, okay? And it typically does not last long. You can probably do it for a little while and then you go back to your old behaviors. And the reason why is your prefrontal cortex is not built to be in charge all the time. So the metaphor I like to use is think of your mind like a cruise ship where the crew is the subconscious mind and the captain is the conscious mind. Now, in order for the ship to run right, we need both pieces working together. We can't have the captain say, get out of your crew, I'm gonna do everything myself because it's too overwhelming. And we can't have the crew get rid of the captain because it needs guidance and all that logical thinking. So when it comes to changing your behaviors, what's going on usually is you are probably overwhelming yourself and you can consciously focus your behaviors for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks. And then again, you go back into autopilot mode. So one other thing to understand about your conscious mind is that when we, your conscious mind is one of the most energy um, intensive parts of your brain. And it uses glucose, the same thing that your muscles use. So when we start doing something that is intellectually taxing, it feels as if we had done things that were physically taxing. So you know if you go out and ran a marathon that the next couple of days you'd be really tired. But if you do mental marathons where you're trying to change all your reading or you're trying to think about a lot of things in your life that are going on, you're learning new things, then all of a sudden you're gonna be depleted because you're using more energy. Just as if you were in the marathon, your muscles used more energy. So it's important to understand this because you're probably wondering how come I can get through a couple days or weeks and then I can't stay consistent. This is why you're overwhelming your brain. You're not setting things up strategically. You're trying to change everything all at once and you're only able to do it for a short period of time. So the alternative is to start slowing down what you're doing and realizing what's really going to change your weight long-term is reprogramming your subconscious mind so that you automatically think, feel, and behave like a naturally thin person. And so it's not, you can't cram for it, <laughs> just like you can't really cram for a test. Um, now again, you may be able to cram for a test because it's a test that happens one time and then you're done with it. But cramming is not really learning. And dieting is very much like cramming where you're trying to force yourself to do something quickly 
um, you know, th that you can't maintain. And so there's a big difference between cramming and genuinely learning. And the two strategies are completely different. And so what you want to start doing is you want to realize that you're learning to be a thin and healthy person. You don't know how to be a thin and healthy person right now. You don't know how to think and feel and behave like a thin, healthy person. So that is the process. That's what you're doing. You are creating the subconscious programming, the subconscious neural networks that allow you to automatically think, feel, and behave like a naturally thin person so that you put your weight loss and ultimate weight mastery on autopilot. So I hope this helps you out because the more you understand about how your mind works, the more strategic you can be in getting the weight loss results you're looking for. And again, obviously, the more strategic you are, usually the better result you're going to get or be. So I wish you the best with this and have a great day. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. We can get in whatever you guys are interested in here. just want to talk that first part. Um, what's up, Astrid? Hi, Jim. I'm angry, but I don't know why. All right. Yep, we'll get into that. Um, what's up, Marcy? Yep, we'll talk about it tomorrow for sure. Um, you know, yeah, Astrid's in the program, you know, so we will talk about that tomorrow. But it brings up a good point that, that so much of, of weight mastery is really about dealing with different emotions. You know, like when you change your eating, you have to realize that you are, one of the biggest things that's happening is you're changing how you deal with your emotions, because you're probably used to using food as one of the main ways that you're dealing with emotions in your life. And so as you start to clean up your eating and your lifestyle, what happens is you need to figure out other ways to deal with your emotions that doesn't involve food. And so during that process, a lot of time what comes up is different emotions, emotions you haven't been feeling. A lot of times we're using the food as a way to numb ourselves from the emotions. And so when that starts to fade away a little bit, you start to feel those emotions and you have to figure out how to deal with them. So completely normal and natural part of the process. But again, it just highlights that this is not, um, this is why you can't just decide to, to lose weight typically or decide to eat better because there's a lot of stuff going on subconsciously and emotions are one huge part of that. So yeah, a big part of the process of weight mastery is recognizing the emotions you feel and then strategizing with how to deal with them. And so, yeah, Astra, we will talk about that tomorrow. Um, what's up, Erica? Today is four weeks of healthy eating, a record for me, and I feel great and have way more energy. Thanks. You're welcome, Erica. That's super. Yeah, four weeks is wonderful. That's what I mean. Like, like again, I, I try and focus you all on consistency over intensity. Your entire weight loss mindset is really built around intensity. How fast can I lose the weight? What dramatic things can I do to get instant results? I get it, right? We all want fast results, but... The results you imagine in your mind are really results that are the result of consistency, consistently doing things. And when you start to get consistent and, you know, four days turns into four weeks and four weeks turns into four months and four months turns into four years, that's the that's what you're really imagining in your mind. There's no the 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 idea you have in your mind of what you want to accomplish is not possible within a week or monthly time frame. It, it's a longer time frame. And so you got to expand that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because again, how long do you want to be kicking ass? <laughs> how long do you want to feel great? How long do you want to have more, way more energy for? Forever, right? So it's like you have this weird thing inside of you as a dieter where it's like you just want to lose the weight so that you can just go back to living how you live. You, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's incongruent the way you're thinking about weight loss. And um, the biggest incongruency is that subconsciously you're thinking about weight loss as a temporary thing. 
That's the trick that they've done to you is they've got you thinking about losing weight as if getting to your goal weight is the finish line. And it's not, it's, um, it's forever. And, uh, so the more we realize it's not about losing weight, it's about feeling amazing. It's about having way more energy. It's about feeling great that that's what it's about. Um, once you start to realize that it reframe, it reframes things in your mind. Cause it's not just about that number on a scale. It's not just about the external thing that, Oh, that's great. I'm a size close now, or I look great. Those things are great too. I'm not taking those away, but they're usually not enough. And the way bigger thing is when you wake up and you feel good, you've got energy, you're clear headed, right? You feel like you're in a good mood. <laughs> you, you feel comfortable in your body. You can move, you know? Like you're flexible. There's just, there's so much more going on than just a number on a scale. So good job, Eric. I can keep it up because it just keeps getting better. Um, user says, is 900 calories unhealthy if you're only eating twice a day? And will, uh, there's a second part of your question there, but um, is 900 calories unhealthy if you're only eating twice a day? Um it's not up for me to say what's healthy or unhealthy. Uh, Cause you know, you got to figure that out. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But uh, I do think that 900 calories is extremely low. That's a low, low amount of calories. And just like all the other diets, I mean, this would be the litmus test I suggest to everyone when you're deciding how you're going to lose the weight. If it's something extreme and rigid and difficult, ask yourself the question, is this something I'd be willing to do for the rest of my life? Would you be willing to eat 900 calories a day for the rest of your life? Right? Probably not. Um, are you willing to not eat carbs for the rest of your life? Right? Probably not. <laughs> and you got to ask this tough question because if you're not going to do it long term, then what is the point? What's the point of doing it short term? I, I don't get it. So 900 calories, is it healthy or unhealthy? I mean, you know, I'll leave that up to you to decide. But, uh, you know, is it sustainable? Are you going to eat 900 calories a day for long? How do you feel doing it? You know, you just started yesterday and you feel great. Let me know how you feel next week. <laughs> Again, I'm all about, all I give a shit about is living at your goal weight. I don't care if you starve yourself to get to a goal weight. What is the point of that? <laughs> you know, am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills? What's the point? I don't get it. Why would you do something that's temporary at best? You know, it just feels like a recipe for disappointment to me and failure so I would suggest a better strategy probably thanks Mina for liking the live I appreciate that any of you just watching this want to burn some calories just tap on that like screen just tap 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 <laughs> it helps more people find out about this um, shifting focus from weight loss to improving my health has made all the difference this time for me yeah of course Erica right there's way bigger things going on you know than just looking better looking better is fine you know but it's not enough. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. If you've been focusing, if you've been wanting to look better for 30 years and haven't lost weight, I mean, I don't know how much more proof you need that just, just wanting to look better is not enough motivation, you know? And, uh, hey, but good news. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it might not be enough motivation, but maybe if you focus on, you could live longer. You could have a way better quality of life. <laughs> you could be energized. You could feel happy. You could feel good. Is that value? Is anyone care about that part? <laughs> no, I just want to look better. All right. You know, there's so much more going on here. Want to look better too. 
you know, but, but it's like, yeah, Erica, that, that makes all the difference in the world. Right. It's funny how that shift is like, it's so profound, but it's so like hard to get. Cause our society's always, you know what I mean? Like it's always showing us just think about this. Every dyad you've seen in the, in your life. And there's been millions of them is a before and after picture. Every dyad you see is the before and after picture and how long it takes to go from one to the other. So subconsciously it, it forces you to think about weight loss superficially, right? Visually, what's it going to look like? And um, again, that, that's just a, a low quality motivation compared to, I don't know how long you're going to live, <laughs> right? Your, let me put it this way. Your survival instinct is a lot stronger than your want to look good instinct. Think about it, right? I mean, we evolved in millions of years with a survival instinct that's been highly refined and our wanting to look better instinct. <laughs> we evolved in an environment that didn't have any pictures, any scales, any cameras, any mirrors. So, so we never developed this really intense instinct to want to look better. I know we want to look better now, but, but I'm just saying there's a much deeper motivation within you that you ought to tap into. And you can look better too. Again, I'm not saying don't look better too, because you will, but um, there's just more more to tap into motivationally. Uh, what's up, Jody? Still something. Uh, what's up, Don? How's it going? That's a, I mean, it says the reason for me is that I can't even imagine as I get getting older, I won't be able to enjoy dancing. Yeah, that's a great one, Mina. Yeah, and that that's got that's a twofer because. I strongly agree with that so much. I, you know, I always talk about the eight habits um, of a healthy lifestyle, right? So in order of importance, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. But there's two more that I don't really talk about too much because I don't want to overwhelm you, but they are reading, learning, reading, watching documentaries, reading, learning. <laughs> I keep saying reading um, or and or hobbies, Maybe I should flip those around even because I think hobbies are so important. You know, it's like this gets back to what I was just talking about. Even with when I talk about like wanting to look better is not enough. That's called extrinsic motivation versus intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is the little good feeling we get when we do some hobby, you know, so like dancing, right? You don't have to be a professional dancer. Right? Everything's so transactional in our society, right? If we're not getting paid for it, that was a point. But um, just dancing just to have fun you know, just to feel alive. So it doesn't matter what anyone really thinks. It just feels good to dance. And so we want to orient our lives towards those little things. You know, um, I, they always use the example of like putting a piece of a puzzle in. again, it doesn't matter technically who gives a shit if you put a piece of puzzle in, but the feeling you have inside feels really good. And so we want to orient to that, that feeling inside of us. It's, I think it leads to a very high quality of life. And so instead of trying to make weight loss more important, what you do is you weave your weight loss around things that are already important to you. So if you like to dance, exactly. You say, I want to be able to dance for the rest of my life. That's exactly what I do. I, I want to be able to do yoga for the rest of my life. I want to be able to play basketball for the rest of my life. I want to be able to play guitar you know, or music in some capacity for the rest of my life. Um, I want to start drawing. I haven't even drawn yet. That's something I still hold out as something I want to do. There's a lot of things I want to do, basically. And uh, I certainly, you know, someday, you know, but grandkids, I want to be able to play with them and, and be alive and do stuff with them. So these are way more bigger motivations than just wanting to look better is what I'm trying to say. 
And um, the more you orient around those things and wanting to be the best version of you, again, let me simplify it. I always say, take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development. And so don't make this about just losing weight when you can make it about becoming the best version of you possible. And one aspect of you being the best version of yourself is that you weigh, some, weigh what you want to weigh. But we give it way more meaning when we frame it this way as opposed to just thinking that, oh, I just want to lose weight. Holy shit, folks, that ain't working. <laughs> Which brings up the fact that, that again, if you do want to lose weight and you're not, it's because you're not motivated. You, you don't know how to motivate yourself. You get randomly motivated sometimes and it doesn't last because you don't know how to motivate yourself. That's the first piece of your mindset that's missing. You know, Again, if we simplify it even more, um, your your weight loss is really because you don't have the you, you're stuck at your weight because you don't have the proper mindset you know you don't know how to think like a thin healthy person and you're, you're not learning so once you learn that everything changes as you can imagine you put my brain in anyone's body we're going to start losing weight if you're overweight that's what i'm trying to say and i don't give a shit menopause hashimoto's insulin resistance any of it we're gonna start losing weight because i'm a master of losing weight. i'm a master of mastering my weight so i don't give a shit what your situation is we will start losing weight so that's what i believe and i've never you know people get mad and say it's physical stuff those are real things those are real challenges but at the end of the day it's your mindset it's how you're thinking that has the biggest impact on your weight and you're never addressing that piece of it usually you know or diet dieters aren't typically What's up, Karen? Hope you're doing well down there in Rowith Beach area. Can't wait to go down there this summer. What's up, Tree Donum? I do like to dance. I want to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah, there we go. Do you see what I'm saying? This is why. This is why it's so crazy, and you wonder why you're struggling, but it's like, I'll tell you why. If you're a dieter, you subconsciously associate pain to losing weight. Like, I just, I'm going to make a video on this, that when you think about weight loss, you activate a stress response in yourself. Let's keep it simple. And so it, that causes all kinds of problems. But just simply, when you think about weight loss, you're thinking about it's going to be depriving, it's going to be boring, it's going to be hard, it's going to be miserable. And so that's your initial instant reaction when you think about weight loss. And it's crazy because losing weight is the most wonderful thing on the planet because you get to be healthier, you get to be happier, you get to be lighter, it's easier on your body. You get to dance for the rest of your life, potentially, you know? Um, and just feel good about yourself. So again, you know, you got to look at what's your reaction to weight loss? Is it a positive or a negative one? If you're a dieter, it's a negative one, most likely, you know, but it should be positive and it can be. I mean, it says, you know, in Greece, we dance in every event. Now I'm a Zumba instructor and oriental dance teacher. That's great. Yeah. Again, the more, again, the more you move your body in, in some capacity. Now I'm a big fan. See, I don't like to exercise even, you know, cause exercising just seems like so it's lacking context. It's boring for me. I'm just moving my body. But like play basketball, do yoga. I've done martial arts in the past, you know, games, take my dog for a walk. There's a lot more context to that. It's way more interesting to me. And so I find it a lot easier to do. I want to do it. But then it's like, oh, I got to go to the gym and lift weights. And then at this point, I find it kind of boring, you know? So again, the point is, if you're struggling to move more, make it more enjoyable. Don't just strip away everything. Oh, I got to move my body. I got to step on the stair master. I got to totally numb myself out to do this boring ass thing. You know, there's a million ways to move more doing interesting things that you look forward to that not only move your body, but kind of nourish your soul. 
right? Dancing is one of them. Great. Martial arts, um, walking clubs, hiking. I mean, it's just, the list goes on and on. But you're going to find it's way easier to get yourself to consistently do things like that than it is, I got to go to the gym and do this thing I hate. And again, some people love going to the gym, so I'm not saying everyone's like that. But if you hate going to the gym, if you hate doing the, the treadmill or whatever it is that you have defined as exercise that I got to do, take a step back and rethink that, okay? You, you've got a lot more options in front of you. And um, the, take, the time spent figuring out the options that resonate best with you is time well spent, okay? Eric says, is it better to do the hypnosis sessions? Wait a second. Um, is it better to do the hypnosis sessions that have the binaural sounds included? Um, you know, I don't know. I think that it just depends. It's just a preference. I think um, if you like the binaural sounds and it relaxes you more cool, some people hate the sound, so then they, they shouldn't do it. So I would test them both out and see which one you like more, which one kind of brings you deeper and listen to that one. But I think that's a good question. It's always up to you. You know, again, golden rule of weight mastery is um, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, you know? And so test both out and see which one you like most and then use that one would be the best answer, right? Because what do I know? What do I know? So when I'll get older to be, so when I get older to be overweight is difficulty to dance easily as to do hobbies as you told. Yeah, exactly, Mina. Yeah. You got to give it more meaning, right? Because a lot of people just like, because again, if you're, most people think about their weight in terms, superficial way, right? They think about their weight in terms of how they're going to look. And so if that's all you think about, and, and it is probably, okay, so you really have to recognize, we probably primarily think about losing weight as I want to look better. And so as you get older, it gets harder and harder to, to get motivated to lose weight because as you get older, you really don't give a shit as much. I don't care. You know, you just don't. And so if all you care about is losing weight to look better as you get older, you're going to find it really difficult to, to do, to lose weight. And so again, it's not that it's hard to do because you got the truth on your side that if you start eating better, living healthier, weighing right what you want to weigh, your quality of life as you get older is probably going to be way higher. I always work on this with my clients. You got to shift from a superficial focus of I want to look better. And everyone has to do this, by the way. I don't give a shit if you're 20 years old, 80 years old. You have got to shift from a superficial motivation model, I want to look better, to a functional motivation model, which is I want to feel better. I want to be better. So, oh, people that are thinner, better, Jim? I didn't say that. I said people that are living at their goal weight are typically operating at a higher level than people that are unhappy with their weight. So I'm not even judging the weight. I'm judging how you feel about it. And if you're in your head 24 hours a day, pissed that you're overweight and trying to change it and wanting to change it and not doing it, you can't tell me that that person's not operating at a lower level than a person who's figured it out and has mastered it and has peace of mind and freedom from all that and the energy and all the benefits that come from, again, eating healthier, living healthier, weighing exactly what you want to weigh. I don't know. I mean, how, is that a crazy thing to say? You know, now I know everyone looks at all oh, the superficial because everyone's locked in the superficial piece. So yeah, but if you're 50 years old, 60 years old, you have got to make the shift from superficial motivation to functional motivation because guess what's coming? Who gives a shit? I mean, <laughs> I know you want to look better, but when you're in your 60s, I'll tell you what matters a lot more than wearing the, the jeans you want to wear is can I get up and down the stairs easily? Can I get on the floor and get back up with my grandkids? Can I, can I, can I get up and out of chairs easily? Can I walk up the stairs without being winded? 
You know, the functional aspects of weight mastery and health mastery as you get older become way more important. <laughs> and let's not talk about when you start getting your 70s and your 80s, you know, and it's like, oh, you just put that out of your mind. I don't understand that thinking. I don't understand the thinking of just putting putting your your older years out of your mind. It's, it's fucking crazy. And it's like we live in a society where, you know, I don't know, between smoking and they kind of go back and forth. But what you're putting in your mouth is the number one cause of preventable death neck and neck with smoking, you know? So it's like, I don't know this, this idea we, we put this, this, this ceiling of ignorance over our head that once we're past 50 or 60, we just don't think about what, what all those years of eating and living are going to leave for you. I know you're being conditioned to just go to sleep with that. There's a, there's a nonstop hypnosis coming at you from society, from specifically food, the food companies and the diet companies. And they all got you geared towards thinking about weight loss when you're younger. And when you're older, it's just still about looking better. And I'm telling you, I'm sitting here telling you that the main thing dictating your quality of life now and as you get older, even more so is how your what your weight is, how you're eating, how you're living. So, anyways. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I've been thinking about when I'm 100 years old for the last 30 years. So, you're never too young to start thinking about the, the future. You know? You're exactly right in every word you say, and the free sessions have already helped me. I'm really glad, Mina. That's great. That's great. Yeah, folks. So, anyone who's here that does, that's not my world... Um, you can go to my bio, click the link, and get the hypnosis session I give you, get the training I give you, and read the emails I, I give you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to switch. I, I call this my Spark program. It's completely free, okay? And um, I got a lot of cool things coming to it. I'm setting up a whole site for you all. It's free, completely free. Um, yes, I have a, I have programs too. I got Program Yourself Thin, um, and I do coaching. Um, but I'm also here for you for free, okay? So I want to do everything I can to help you. But, but go to my bio, click the link, and get that hypnosis session and watch the trainings I give you. Again, I'm going to put that all in the membership. It's going to be real cool. I'm doing that this week. Um, so get in there, you know, all free. And if you're really serious, you can always work with me and you can learn how to do that too. Um, I wish I had the financial space to take the program. Now I get that, Mina. Um, you know, there is though, uh, you know, I want you to understand it. And, and I haven't really promoted this yet because I've been working on some things in the back. Um, but there's also a version of the program without coaching. So I just want to make that clear. Um, it's three hundred dollars right now, and so that that's the best three hundred dollars you'll ever invest in your weight. Um, you you get so much; it's just it's crazy. So, anyways, you can check that out to program yourself. Then, um, but but even if you can't do that one, if that one's not comfortable, I got you anyways. I, I got you with a lot of stuff coming up as well that's going to be free. So, I'm here to help you. My mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. Um. <laughs> gotcha. Thanks. It's corn. Program yourself then is worth every penny. Thank you, Mars. I appreciate you saying that. What's up, Shakira? Yeah, I, I mean, I love Program Yourself Then. I, I think it's the greatest weight mastery program on the planet. I joke, it's probably the only weight mastery program on the planet. I've kind of carved that little niche out for myself because no one talks about weight mastery. Everyone's just obsessed with fast weight loss. But um, it is that obsession with fast weight loss that's got you trapped um, being overweight, <laughs> ironically. And so it's really about weight mastery. It's really about committing yourself um, time-wise, mentally, resource-wise to, uh, to mastering your weight. You know, weight loss is such a shitty goal. You know what I mean? It's such a low-quality goal. You just want to lose the weight because you've lost the weight before, and then what happened? You know, so I know it's like, oh, and that's not what I mean, Jim. Of course, I, when I say I want to lose the weight, I mean I want to keep it off. I know that, but you're not saying that, and your subconscious mind is extremely literal. 
And so when you keep saying, I know the mantra in your head, I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. That's not true. And so you need to be very specific with what you say to yourself. Okay. And so the specific thing you want to be saying to yourself is, if this resonates with you, is that I want to get back to my goal weight and then I want to live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. That phrase is very, very specific to program your subconscious mind to achieve a completely different goal than you've been focusing on because you've been focusing on things done. You've been focused on getting to your goal weight, but really what you want is to live at your goal weight. And they're two completely different things because the weight loss piece is just a phase. I don't know how much weight you have to lose, but it's only going to take you a couple of weeks, months, or years to lose all the weight. Okay. And then now that's over. Now you're going to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. That's the real goal. But all you do is focus on the weight loss piece. And so what that leads you down the path of is to choose unsustainable methods. And you're doing extreme things that you can do for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, usually a couple of days. And then you always just keep going back to what you always do. And so weight mastery is really taking something. You know, it's the difference between going to college and reading a book about how to learn something in 24 hours. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's what it's like. It's like, you know, a book, um, you know, how to be, you know, how to be a plumber and you just sign up for a two-year trade school or, you know, you get a book, Plumbing for Dummies. That, that's the difference, right? It's like, it's a real commitment. And when you really make a commitment to mastering your weight, it's, um, there's no, it's like if you went to, if you signed up for a trade school to be a plumber, you would be a plumber by the end of it. You may not be the best plumber, but you'll be a plumber. You'll be able to do things, you know? But when it comes to your weight loss, you're, you have no idea what you're doing. Like, it's crazy to think that, isn't it? Like, isn't it crazy? I know it's kind of depressing. I get that. But it's important that you face this fact that you don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know how to lose weight. You have these vague ideas of things you should do. And I'll prove a point. I was thinking this driving around today. I was driving and um, I, I love this example because what you don't realize is that you literally don't have the programming necessary to live at your goal weight. Like you literally don't have the programming and you think you do, but I'm going to reveal that you don't. I'm going to show you what I mean. Um, because what you know is you have a very firm grasp of what you shouldn't do to lose weight. You very clearly know you shouldn't be binge eating. You shouldn't be eating the ice cream at night. You shouldn't be eating cookies. You shouldn't be eating the pizza at lunch. You know you should. You've got a full on neural network of what you shouldn't do to lose weight, but you have no program of how to actually do it. Okay. And so I use the example just so you can experience what it's like to have a neural network and to not have one. If I ask you, what's the Chinese word for chair? Like notice that feeling of emptiness in your mind right now, right? It's just, there's a silence and, a, and a, an absence. There's, you don't, you've never heard it. You don't know it. You nothing. There's just nothing there. Right. And now when I ask you how to think like a thin, healthy person for the rest of your life, notice it's the same feeling. How do you think like a thin, healthy person? It's not there. You see? So knowing what you shouldn't do is a dieter mindset and it obsesses you on what you shouldn't do. Problem is the way your subconscious mind works is it doesn't understand negatives. I tell you, don't think about a banana. What are you thinking about? Okay. So your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. And every time, what's up, Vicky? Um, every time you're trying to lose weight, it's always a focus on what you have to stop doing, what you have to stop eating. 
And what it's doing is it's, it's just strengthening the neural network of being overweight. Because you're fixated on all the things you got to stop doing to lose weight. And so it's not the answer. I don't know what to tell you. You've been trying to lose weight for decades now. And it, that's the big part. Here's the big problem. Decade, you're not a dumbass. You're a smart person. I know that because I, only smart people listen to me. <laughs> okay, maybe you're not smart, but you're an overthinker. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure you're smart too. But I certainly know you're an overthinker because that's the only people that listen to me. And so as smart as you are, as much as an overthinker you are, as successful as you are professionally or personally in your life, you have no better idea of how to actually lose weight now than you did before you started your first diet. <laughs> really? You got some more vague ideas of, oh, I shouldn't eat for 16 hours. Oh, I shouldn't eat carbs. Oh, I should eat Mediterranean food. You got a few like vague ideas floating around in there, but you don't have the day-to-day nuts and bolts of how to think, feel, live, and eat like a naturally thin person. <laughs> Lauren says busted, right? But it's like, this is what I'm saying though. That's why it, you're on a hamster wheel. You feel like, I don't know, what do you, what do you think is going to change for you and your weight? Do you think you're just missing a diet? Do you think someone's got to come out with some other diet plan? That's going to be the magic pill? You know? How could you think that it, your mindset isn't the number one thing impacting your weight? Because you can follow a plan for a little while I and mean, what knocks you off the plan? If you don't know, I do. I don't even know you, but I know it knocks you off the plan. It's your mindset. You get discouraged. You get frustrated. You get negative. You don't believe it's going to work, and you stop doing it. In addition to the plan's probably bullshit anyways. God, these keto, yeah, you're going to stop eating carbs forever? Yeah, I always tell myself I haven't actually tried yet to lose weight. Yeah, that's called the false hope syndrome. That's what you've all been embedded with from the diet industry. Deep down, you're like, I haven't really tried yet, you know, and, and you, you do that. And you have tried. The problem is you don't know what to do, because if you knew what to do, if I showed you, if I said, Lauren, do this, 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 and you'll weigh what you want to weigh, would you put it off? Would you not do it? Or would you do it? You would do it. And it's more than just like, again, here's the difference, right? The, the diet industry, the weight loss industry has always been... <laughs> Oh, John, that's a good one. Um, the diet industry is always telling you what to do, but you don't know how to get yourself to do it. You're never shown how to get yourself to do it. You're just told these wild sweeping changes to make to get the fastest weight loss possible, but you don't know how to actually change your behavior consistently. And it's because you don't know how to change your mindset. Yeah, John goes, I feel like a guy being reprogrammed after being in a cult. John's in the program, you know? And so John is a, a, a typical with the weight loss, all or nothing, right? We do keto, we do intermittent fasting, right? That's what that's what the big thing is now, right? And so um, he would do that. And again, sounds great. Was great for the couple of weeks he could do it. And then it would always lead to a big binge right back to the default. You know, again, remember folks, y'all got two, di- you got two mindsets in your head right now. You got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. That's what's inside of you right now. And what you do is you diet yourself down and down to your goal weight at the best case scenario, you still get the same problem that you got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. You need to create a thin and healthy mindset. That, that That's the secret to mastering your weight. And there's a good chance that you've been focusing on your weight for decades and you've never, ever focused on your mindset. You've never focused on your motivation. You don't really know how to motivate yourself. You've never focused on your self-image and identity. 
if you identify as an overweight person, it's going to be really hard to live as a thin, healthy one. Um, habits. Do you know how to strategically influence your habits so that you can install good habits and eliminate bad ones? Or are you just using willpower? Emotions. Do you know how to genuinely deal with emotions, to feel the emotions you want, to deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel without food? Thinking. Do you literally know the nuts and bolts of thinking like a thin, healthy person? Do you know how to think about food, about your lifestyle, about yourself as a thin, healthy person? Do you know the questions to ask? Probably not. And then maintenance. Do you know how to maintenance? Do you know how to stay on track for good? Do you have strategies for that? Because <laughs> that's what we go through. And program yourself thin, that's just one piece of the puzzle. We go through the weight mastery pyramid, which is mindset, lifestyle, eating, and what I just described to you is the six categories of the mindset. When's the last time you've ever, ever heard of a weight loss mindset described in those concepts? And I already know the answer is none because I live in this world and I, I don't see anything like this. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a genius. I just somehow stumble onto a path where I got a lot of answers that have not been given. And it's because I'm asking different questions. And the question is, how can I help you live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot? You know what the answer I got was? You need to create, you need to master your mindset, your lifestyle, and your eating. And there you go. <laughs> you know, but you tell me the next time you start, what, your keto plan? Yeah. You're going to start your intermittent fasting plan? It's just going to stop eating for 16 hours tomorrow? Yeah. Nothing changes except just that now you're going to follow that plan. Same you who struggled for 40 years is now just not going to eat for 16 hours? Same you who struggled to control your eating for 40 years is now just not going to eat carbs starting tomorrow? Yeah? Okay. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like it makes no sense. I was joking. Why stop there? I mean, why not you learn to play a musical instrument while you're at it? You know, it's all so easy. It's so easy. Just change, you know? So there's no, there's no respect. There's no respect for what it takes to actually change, you know? The eating part is easy once you give yourself some freedom not to be perfect. Yeah, of course, John, right? Yeah. 30 days in and the real work is the mindset. Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> respect, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like Ronnie Dangerfield over here. But the mindset gets no respect. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know. Am I crazy? I'd be fine with it if people were killing it with diets. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not here to just be a rabble rouser for, for no reason. If diets were doing great, I, I would I'd just... Say, hey, go do the keto plan. Go do just do just do intermittent fasting. But clear is a whole nother, there's got to be more to it than that. Because I don't know. Right now, at this point, 82% of the population in America of adults is overweight or obese. So something's not working. <laughs> you know, something's got to change, right? Something's got to be different. I don't know. Einstein said that the same level of thinking that created the problem can't solve the problem. Was he wrong? Good old Einstein's wrong on this one. <laughs> Could you be a dieter and still think the same and get different results? I don't know. It feels like that would be a hard thing to accomplish. So, yeah, that, I think that's the secret is to really pull it, pull it into uh, a new direction. You know, start focusing on new, new aspects of your weight mastery. And you might find that it's easier and you get much better results than you thought possible and than you've ever gotten. All right, I think we get out of here. I think I'm gonna go eat a salad. Kind of hungry. 
Uh, if you have not yet, go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session, watch the training, read the emails I send you. I got you. Okay, it's all free. It's all free. Um, and oh, follow me on here, right? Follow me on TikTok or Instagram, wherever you might be watching. Uh, the podcast is Program Yourself Thin. We make a new one every weekday, and it's on all the podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, and uh, I hope you have a, a super day, and we will talk soon. Bye.